Happy Sunday, church family. Can we give a big round of applause again to all of our first-time guests? We are so, so thrilled that you are here. Welcome to all of you in the balcony, on the floor. Uh, everyone who's watching online, too, let's give them a big old round of applause. We love you. Bishop Arts, the chapel, love all of you guys. Excited about what God is doing here uh, at the church today. I have my favorite speaker in the entire world with us today. My favorite my wife is speaking today, Pastor Onika McClellan, the hottest woman I know, hands down, but also a woman of faith and courage and hope and life. I mean, there are just few people. Matter of fact, there's nobody like you as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so this past week, though, she has been battling a ridiculous cold. I said, honey, I'll, I'll preach your message. Just give it to me. She's like, no, I got this. I got this. NyQuil, bourbon. We don't have any. <laughs> if we did, though, I probably wouldn't to get this. Whatever can get rid of this thing, I'm open. So today, guys, I, I want your hearts to be open. I want you to get ready to be impacted because what, thank you, she is sharing is going to be transformational for all of us. Give a huge round of applause to the mother of this Love house, you. Pastor Onika. Love you. Love y'all. Good morning. I'm going to sit and share today, which I've, I've not done this before, so this is kind of fun. Hey. Well, I am so honored to get to share today. Can I just tell you, I'm convinced you have the best pastor in all the world, and I'm not just saying that because he's sitting right there. That was not a good clap, y'all. We are, yeah. Yes. Can I just tell you, and I've told you this before, and I'll never get tired of saying it. I wake up every day to him praying for each and every one of y'all. Like he sees your faces when he's preparing his messages. He sees your faces when he's praying every single morning. And I've never met anyone in my entire life who loves people more than our pastor. And we love you and we're thankful for you. The battles that he fights that many of us will never know about. He fights him on his knees, and he fights him for each and every one of us. And I'm so thankful also to have a husband in ministry who puts our family first, who makes sure that I'm taken care of, our kids are taken care of. He's the best dad ever and the best husband, and I'm so grateful. 20 years married, and you're still hot. Yes, he is, but he's mine, hey, yeah. I'm a, I'm a kind of, I'm a sweetheart, but if you mess with my family or my church family, I will cut you. <laughs> for real, though. For real. But we are um, on the finale of our series called Multiply. And as I was studying and praying, I felt like God said, sometimes you have to go back instead of moving ahead. Sometimes you have to go back before you move ahead. And the picture of Joshua's life, we were just going to camp out on today, is a perfect example I feel like Joshua in a lot of ways is parallel to us as a church, and I feel like this is our rise up season as a church and as families and single people that are a part of this church. I feel like we are a Joshua church, and God has called us to possess land. He's called us to multiply, but sometimes you have to visit some defeats before you can appreciate victory, and so we're going to camp out in Joshua, and Earl was telling me that Joshua is also, the book of Joshua is the picture of the Christian life where the battle has already been won, but you have to fight, and you have to know that it's already been obtained for you, but you still got to fight. Life is not easy. You just can't just show up and expect unicorns and lollipops every day. There's a fight, 
And as the phrase goes, the struggle is real. But the good news is, is we don't have to do it in our own strength. We can do it in strength of the Lord. So Joshua 8, we're going to camp out there. But before we do, I'm going to give us a recap of Joshua 6 and 7. So in Joshua 6, God gave him Jericho. He said, get all your boys. Jericho's been shut up. It's been closed, but it belongs to you. Here's the battle plan. You're going to blow these horns. You're going to march. Y'all read it later. And on my shout, the walls are going to fall. So the walls fell. Joshua was known throughout the land. He got famous. He broke the internet. He blew up. And they were on a high. Do you ever have those moments when you're on a high, like life just cannot get any better? But then you get humbled real quick. Well, that's what happened with Joshua. Because in Joshua 6, God instructed them. He said, y'all burn it all. Bring the silver and the metal and the gold and the bronze to the temple. But one of his boys was greedy and couldn't wait till chapter 8. And so he took a robe, a gold bar, and some coins and hid them under his tent. And y'all, he was only a chapter away from having everything. But he's settled. I think so many of us settle in different seasons of our life for a gold bar, just like his name's Aiken, a robe and some coins. When God is like, just a chapter away, I have so much more for you. I think sometimes some of us settle for text messages from people we shouldn't be getting text messages from because we don't realize that just a chapter away is breakthrough. Just a chapter away. Go with me to Joshua 7. So 7, they have another battle. It's a battle of AI. And they are a little bold because they just came off of Joshua 6. So they're like, we got this. So Joshua's boys are like, we don't need as many people as you think. So instead of listening to God, this time he listens to his friends. And his friends had like a minimum spirit. And his friends were like, it does not take all of this to win. We can do less with more. So they get there on the heels of, and at the time, they don't know that Achan stole what he stole, and they don't know that that's going to affect their victory. And so they get to Joshua 7, they get defeated. They get their butts kicked bad. So they go from this high of like, we're on top of the world, we cannot be defeated, to this low of losing so badly. It says in Joshua 7, verses 4, so approximately 3,000 warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. These are the same people that just had this huge victory. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at this turn of events, and their courage melted away. So they walked into this battle with courage, thinking, we can do more with less. We got this. And by the time this battle ended, Their courage melted away, and they retreated. They went from battle formation, like, let's go, to retreated and courage melted. And I thought the Bible is so personal, because how many of us have been on a high, thinking that there's nothing that we can't conquer, and then we find ourselves with courage melted away? As I was praying for 2018 and ending 2017, I said, God, show me what I could have done better. And so I'm going to be vulnerable and transparent. And because when you ask God, what can you do better? You're going to be prepared for him to hit you with the real stuff. And he didn't sugarcoat it at all. And he told me, he said, in 2017, you had a reluctant spirit. Reluctant. 
And it was right because I showed up. I did what God called me to do, but I didn't do it knowing that I had the strength of the Lord. I did it just to obey. And he called me to walk into certain situations. He called me to lead with strength and with purpose and with might in certain situations. And I walked in reluctant because I was too busy thinking, why'd you choose me? How many of us do that? We walk into our homes reluctant. It's going to be the same old, same old. We walk into our offices reluctant. We walk into our schools reluctant. You own that ground. You're called to multiply. You're called to speak life. Don't be reluctant. God told me, he said, you are remarkable. Remarkable. And he's telling us today, do not stay reluctant. Walk in boldness. Walk in encouragement. Know that the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's and he's fought it for you. Even after a defeat. So their courage was gone because they were defeated. And they were reluctant. It says here that they were paralyzed with fear at the turn of events. So this, these are the guys that were on top of the mountain, on top of the world, and now they find themselves paralyzed. So God, in his grace, gives them another chance. They get to go back to Ai, the place where they were defeated. And sometimes you have to go back to the place where you were defeated to find victory. Don't despise defeat because it's the recipe for victory. It's a recipe for breakthrough. So they got another chance. God gives us so many chances, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that now I have 2018. 2017 is gone. Bye. Boy, bye. And I'm stepping into 2018. Joshua 8.1. Then the Lord said to Joshua, and it's what he's saying to all of us today. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all your fighting men and attack Ai. For I've given you the king of Ai, his people, his town, his land. All throughout Joshua and even Deuteronomy, God says this over and over and over again. Be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. And you know why? Because we forget. We forget that the battle is the Lord's, and we forget that it's in his hands. And so we get paralyzed with fear. And so over and over again, even in Joshua 1.9, when he first took over, when Moses had passed away, because Joshua was was Moses' assistant, he said, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you. Somebody needs to take a screenshot of that today. Somebody has a meeting tomorrow that they need to read that before. Somebody has a test tomorrow that they need that scripture. Someone needs to write that on their mirror and be reminded. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. This is God reminding him over and over and over again because we forget. Moses told him back in Deuteronomy, he forgot. God told him in Joshua 1, he forgot. God's telling him again in Joshua 8 because he forgot. But God will remind us of his promises. And so he tells him, he said, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Take all your fighting men. I'm sending you back to Ai. I'm sending you back and I'm giving you another chance. Joshua 8, 2. You'll destroy them as you destroyed Jericho and its king. But this time, everybody say this time. You may keep the plunder and the livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the town. And the reason why he says this time, because back when they fought Jericho, God said, burn it all. Bring back the metal and the gold and the silver to my temple. But here's the deal. They obeyed except for Achan. So God's saying, but this time you get to keep the plunder. Achan didn't realize that they lost in seven. And lost in, yeah, they lost at the battle the first time because he stole And sometimes when we 
do something that is just flat out wrong, we don't realize the other people that it affects. And they lost battles because of what Achan did. But God is so filled with grace and mercy that he's given them another chance. And he's telling them that they have the victory and that the battle is not theirs. And he said, be strong and courageous because he knew what was on the inside of them. And he said, but this time, you get to keep the plunder. Achan was literally just a chapter away from having everything instead of three things that he chose. And the three things he chose, he had to hide under his tent, couldn't even enjoy them, couldn't even wear that robe. It was under, it was under his tent and ended up losing his life. Not worth it. Joshua 8, 4 through 8, verse 4, with these orders, hide in ambush close behind the town and be ready for action. When our main army attacks, the men of Ai will be ready, will be ready to come out and fight as they did before. We will run away from them. And as I was reading that, number one, we're reading about this ambush because there's some stuff we're supposed to ambush in our lives. There's some fear that we're supposed to attack today. There's some discouragement, some anger, some frustration, some disappointment that we're about to set it on fire today and not look back. Who's ready for an ambush? I know I am. I love this. And verse 5, when our, arm, when our main army attacks, the men of Ai will come out to fight as they did before. Here's the thing. Our fears, our disappointments, our discouragement, it's the same thing. It's the same. Right before you take a test, you get the same fear and anxiety. Right before you walk into the office, you have the same thoughts that you battle. It's so on repeat. And so we should be armed and ready to attack it instead of letting that same tape play out over and over and over again. So he's saying, let's use the strategy of the enemy and let's flip it. Y'all, we're going to flip it today. I love this. We will let them chase us. So making the bad guys think that they got them until we have drawn them away from the town. For they will say, the Israelites are running away from us as they did before. Then, you know how when you play cards with someone, we play Uno as a family all the time. And you, that's, and we have this thing that we do called Super Uno, where there's like six layers of Uno. You've been played Uno until you've played Super Uno. And our family gets into it. But do you ever play a game with someone and they act like they have not played it and then all of a sudden they beat everybody? That's what they did. They were in this battle. They were acting like they were scared, but really they had a plan up their sleeve. And they were about to set it off. I love this. Okay, for they will say the Israelites are running away from us as they did before. Then, while we are running from them, you will jump up from your ambush and take possession of the town. Y'all, the land belongs to us. Your home belongs to you. Your school belongs to you. Your thought life belongs to you. We have to take possession of it. You will jump up from your ambush, take possession of the town, for the Lord your God will give it to you. Set the town on fire. As the Lord commanded, you have your orders. Y'all, the things that are plaguing us, the things that are beating us up over and over again, no more. We're going to set it on fire until there's no trace of it. How many of you want to get rid of discouragement till there's no trace of it? How many of you want to get rid of your past playing over and over again in your minds until there's no trace of it? How many want to get through tomorrow? Hello. But we have to burn it. We got to set an ambush and we have to be strategic because the enemy is strategic. And so not, why not turn the fl- flip the switch and set an ambush? 
I wrote this down as I was studying. What is chasing you that you should be chasing? Because the enemy was chasing them, but they should have been chasing it. Think about what's chasing you that today you're like, nope, not anymore. I'm about to chase it down, and then I'm going to burn it. They smoked it out. They ambushed it until there was no trace. Joshua and his team found victory at the place of defeat. That is good news. Anyone came here defeated today. Anyone came here discouraged. I just want you to know that you can find victory. Even it talks about in Psalm 23, we are surrounded. Even when there's a table set of our enemies, there can be victory. You can have victory in your place of defeat. And God is a God of second chances. But we have to change our perspective. We have to flip the switch and change our perspective and stop laying down for it and stand up and say, no, enemy. I'm turning. I'm smoking you out. Hey, it's true. Joshua 8, 11 through 13. All of the fighting men who were with Joshua, he wasn't alone. The battles we're fighting, we're not called to fight them alone. We're called to fight them in community. We're called to fight them in connect groups. We're called to fight them on serving teams. Life is not meant to do alone. I love this. The fighting men who were with Joshua marched in front of the town and camped on the north side of Ai with a valley between them. There's a valley between you and your victory. You may find yourself in the valley right now, but that's okay because that means you're about to cross over to a victory. Psalm 23 again, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You're walking through that valley. You're going to get up. You're going to walk through. You're going to camp for a second, but then you're going to go and take possession of what God's called you to take possession of. Here we go. That night, Joshua sent about 5,000 men to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai and on the west side of town. Verse 13. So they stationed the main army north of town and they ambushed west of town. See how specific and strategic they are? That's how we have to be. If you have to hang scriptures all over your house, you do it. If you have to put them in your car on your steering wheel, you do it. If you have to put them inside your magazines because you don't want to have your Bible out at your desk, you do it. Whatever it takes, keep that mind renewed so that you have the the plan of the Lord, which is his word. Joshua himself spent the night in the valley. How many of us have spent some nights in some valleys where we're like, God, is it going to get better? God, do you hear my prayers? God, are you with me? So Joshua spent the night in the valley. You can, we can't avoid the valley. I think sometimes we spend so much energy trying to figure out why we're in the valley instead of saying, God, you set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup's going to run over. Show me where my victory is. Show me where the victory is even while I'm facing this pain. Even while I hear these lies, show me where my victory is. I think today we're going to leave here with a spirit of expectancy. Instead of a spirit of defeat, instead of being reluctant, we're going to be expectant. God, get me out of this valley, but until you do, give me a battle plan. Show me the victory that you have in store because it's already been fought. He's already fought the battle. And he says you have victory. Joshua 8, 18 through 19. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Point the spear in your hand toward Ai, for I will hand the town over to you. What does God want to hand over to you today? 
He wants to hand over to you breakthrough. He wants to hand over to you peace. He wants to hand over to you joy. He wants to hand over to you healing, strength, love, compassion. He wants to hand it over to you. He loves you. The enemy would want you to be under a cave, hiding, crouching down, thinking that your situation is, it can't be stopped. That sometimes you just get to the point where you just get jaded and you're like, there's nothing I can do about it. But today, by the end of this message and by the end of service, I'm believing that you're going to get your fight back. That you're going to get back in the battle. You're going to stop retreating. You're going to get the weapons of warfare, which are in Ephesians 6. And you're going to march forth knowing that your victory is coming. I feel like God is renewing minds even as I'm speaking today. I feel like he's resetting hearts, resetting mindsets even as I speak today. And so I want you to be expectant because even those of you who aren't in a battle yet, a battle's coming. And just like Joshua, he was known throughout the land. I think sometimes we get prideful. Oh, I got this. I know the Bible frontwards and backwards. But sometimes when it hits, you've got to be reminded of what God has done for you. You have to be encouraged and you have to have the word stored within your heart. 19, as soon as Joshua gave the signal, all the men in ambush jumped up from their position and poured into town. They quickly captured it and set it on fire. Verse 20, when the men of Ai looked behind them, smoke from the town was filling the sky. Can you see it? Do you see the smoke? Do you see the enemy thinking that they had them, but then they jumped up out of nowhere because they were camped and ready? We got to be camped and ready. Wow. When the men of Ai looked behind them, smoke from the town was filling the air, and they had nowhere to go. For the Israelites who had fled, these are the same ones who fled in fear just a chapter ago. For the Israelites who fled in the direction of the wilderness now turned on their pursuers. It's time to turn on what's been pursuing you. It's time to turn and flip the switch and set an ambush and say enough is enough. I'm tired of the enemy coming against my family. I'm tired of the enemy coming against my health. I'm tired of the enemy coming against my mindset. Enough is enough. What's been pursuing me? I'm about to turn on it. What's been pursuing me? God has set a supernatural ambush. And I'm going to fight again. I'm going to fight again. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to walk in boldness even when I don't feel bold. Here's the thing. It also says in Exodus 14. So Joshua held out the spear until victory came. Exodus 14, 16, so familiar. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. There's something powerful about stretching out your hand in faith. There's something bold. Joshua stretched out his spear. Moses stretched out his rod. And I believe that today that as we stretch old of our faith and stretch out our hands that God is saying, what land do you want? We were flying over Dallas recently about to land, and I felt like God said, what do you want? I will give you the keys to DFW and beyond. What do you want? Just stretch out your hand, Onika. You're dreaming too small. I'm not done with Antigua. I'm not done with Bishop Arts. I'm not done with White Rock. We are just getting started, and I'm not going to speak small. I'm not going to think small. And I believe that we are called to pastor a church who does not think small. Don't speak, think small for your families. Don't think small for your businesses. Don't think small for the place that you have at school. 
God has chosen you for such a time as this. And we are called to multiply. We are called to possess the land. And we are called to have victory even in our place of defeat. I'm so grateful to be a part of a church that is filled with good news. I'm so grateful that we can come every week and be built up and sent out because the world is real, it's painful, but God is calling us to rise up to be his army and to conquer. I'm gonna have you stand with us and we're gonna pray. Be thinking about what you need to turn on. Be thinking about what's been pursuing you that you need to flip the switch and say, no, I'm about to pursue you. I don't know what's plaguing you. I don't know what land you personally feel called to take hold of for your family, for your life, for your school. But I know that we serve a God who is big. I know that we serve a God who is limitless. I know that we serve a God that still heals today. I know that we serve a God that loves us so much that he got up on a cross and was beat and bruised for our infirmities so that we could be healed, so that we could be whole. So just like Moses did, just like Joshua did, we're going to stretch out our hands and I'm going to pray for you to grab a hold of what you're supposed to possess. Whatever your parents did in the past, it's done today. Whatever you did yesterday, it's done today. Would you stretch your hands out at the balcony? Would you stretch your hands out here on the floor? Would you stretch your hands out, those that are watching online, and be thinking about what you're called to possess. Be thinking about what you're called to step into. And God is saying it's yours. So Father God, we stretch our hands out by faith. We trust you. We thank you for provision for our families. We thank you for healing for our bodies. We thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We see what you've called to be ours. We see it and we will grab hold of it and we possess it, Father God. I thank you that you've fought every battle that we will face, that you've slain every demon that would try to come against us, that we are walking in a new place of freedom, health, boldness, security, and strength. Would you renew minds today? Old things have passed away, all things have become new. Would you fight for us, Lord God? Would we get our fight back today? Would we rally together and say, not anymore? We're turning on our pursuers. We are so honored to have you joining us today. Hopefully, you've been inspired to make it on earth as it is in heaven. For more information, please visit our website at shorelinecity.church.